0: podcast from the Fort Nisqually Living History Museum is all about Northwest stories told by Indigenous Voices. And our resident historian, Felix Bennell
1: spoke with members of the team putting it all together. Felix is brought to us by Lake Washington Windows and Doors. Good morning. Morning, Dave. Yeah, the podcast is called Indigenous Voices. It's a brilliant idea. It was inspired by an event held a year ago at Fort Nisqually Living History Museum. That's at Point Defiance Park in Tacoma. People participating included members of the Muckleshoot, Nisqually, Puyallup, Silicum, and Squaxin Island tribes. That event in March 2021 was an online panel discussion with members of all those tribes. It was organized by Elizabeth Rudrud and Jennifer Ott. The topic was what's called the 1855-1856 Treaty War, which included death and destruction in Seattle and the White River Valley, and about the U.S. government document which contributed to that war, the Medicine Creek Treaty of December 1854, Now, we've talked here before about elements of this story, the actions and missteps of territorial governor Isaac Stevens, criminal prosecution and execution of people like Leshi, who were clearly combatants and not criminals. And we've included indigenous voices in our history stories. It would be malpractice on my part if we didn't, and the stories would suffer. But this panel last March was qualitatively different by several orders of magnitude. It was tribal people talking at length about that brutal time in Northwest history, which really wasn't that long ago, but which is still misunderstood by so many. And they were talking about the way that Time's been misunderstood within multiple tribal communities and, and the non-tribal community over the last 150 years. I spoke with some of the participants a few days ago. This is Warren King George of the Muckleshoot tribe.
2: There have been a number of narratives. There have been a number of explanations and versions of this story of the Medicine Creek Treaty being told. But it's, in, in my opinion, I think this would, be, would have been the, the first time consortium of representatives and descendants from the Medicine Creek Treaty to come together and have a conversation have a a conversation that involved the history of our people and of this of this state of Washington
1: and part of what made that easier was the pandemic and this move to online programming it made things like bringing different people together easily uh, much more easy now the initial panel led to three more panels last year The Indigenous Voices podcast debuted in February. There's a new episode every month. As I often do, I asked a dumb question, and that is, why are we still talking about the Medicine Creek Treaty, you know, 168 years later? Um, Danny Marshall, chair of the Silicon Tribe, said it's a forever document, which is still in effect and which still has a profound impact on this area's people and culture.
0: It really didn't go as planned. The whole genesis of of the history of Washington State has been things didn't go as, as the president initially intended. Franklin Pierce sent Stevens out here to negotiate these treaties with one purpose in mind, set up one reservation for all the Indian people to be contained and then develop uh, opportunities for American communities to be settled here in the area.
1: You know, and hearing the voices of tribal people talk about the treaty wars, it's in a way, it's inspiring. It's almost like any story about someone defending their homeland, whether it's Ukraine or the White River Valley. Now these are not frothy discussions. Um, Warren King George says the conversations for the panels and the podcast have sometimes created difficult moments, uncomfortable moments and powerful moments.
2: You know we can try to imagine you know what some of the emotions that were going through our ancestors' uh, minds at that time and in their hearts. You know the the perspective of you know someone who's willing to lay down their life and fight for what they believe in. To their death, that we don't want to move our people here. Uh, we don't want to give up these resources there. We want to retain our, our home, our homeland, the place that we feel most comfortable. We're willing to fight for it, uh, to our, to our last breath. And, you know, it's sometimes that can get a little emotional, you know, when you're trying to explain to somebody, why it is Native American feel the way they do about their homelands, about their traditional territory.
1: You know, one thing I often feel when I talk to someone with deep roots here is that I'm ignorant. You know, I've read a lot of the material about indigenous history, much of it written by white people, of course. And I've traveled around the region and I've paid attention to the stories. Even still, I'm always afraid I'm going to say something clumsy or just mm-hmm. unintentionally offensive. And Danny Marshall, uh, he says, I'm not alone with those feelings. He says the panel discussions in the podcast might help address this phenomenon, make people more knowledgeable, or... And gives them an
0: opportunity to to try and reach out and, and get more information, at least feel comfortable asking the questions when they come to our museum. So they're not saying, you know, I'm the dumb person who really doesn't know anything. I'm afraid to ask something because I don't want to offend anybody. Uh, but here's my question. And then we have these great conversations. So we've experienced that already. People will come in and say, yeah, we saw the... The, the YouTube video that was podcast on the, on the treaty panel, and, and we wanted to come in and, and visit and, and talk more about it.
1: So, it's a good first step. Now, we've talked here about changing the changing language around the people of uh, how you describe people of tribes, Indian, natives, indigenous, Native American. Danny Marshall had a really simple approach. He said he and others like him, with centuries and millennia of roots here, are just people. Someone like me, you know, well, I'm one of the new people. I like that. Um, and with projects like the Indigenous Voices podcast and other programs at Fort Nisqually, there's a feeling of hope for more understanding. I love it here, and I always envy people who have thousands of years of history and that deep connection to place. I, I just, I, I love that idea of that. And Danny Marshall says we all love the land here, and that can be the foundation of just a lot of understanding and progress.
0: This is a beautiful place with so much that, that makes us connected to the area that, that we can all love and share. We haven't done it well over time, but <laughs> shared well over time, but... But we can.
1: (laughs) And it's those indigenous voices that take something that sometimes seems so abstract um, and makes it more concrete. And that's pretty cool. So it's available wherever you want to get your podcast. And we'll have links to it at My Northwest. So it's it's a great project that's probably decades overdue. Well, it's good to see that that, the kids are finally getting I'm talking about school kids now, a
0: realistic um, introduction to American history, unlike the ones that we got. I mean, yeah, there you go. Yeah. I mean, we grew up my generation and my group thinking that we there's this big empty country that we discovered and yeah. And slowly civilized. Same there's, though. There's nobody else here.
1: We're yeah. way different generations and yeah. got the same education unfortunately. Really? So it's just starting to to turn, yeah, and we can't change that past, of course. But by talking about it and opening, it makes all these great yeah. stories more accessible. It makes the understanding deeper. And I, I have a lot of hope for the future, especially with new technology letting us anyone tell their story this way. It's and awesome. Kids can handle the truth. I've yep. I've had those what are uncomfortable for me because it's uncomfortable to learn that the education you got was in fact wrong or yep. whitewashed. But to have that conversation with my seven-year-old, my eight-year-old, my nine, you know, as she gets older, introducing her to this information and and, and telling her the truth. Kids can handle it. She goes, "Ooh,
0: that's
2: awful. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, mom, like, w- what are we going to, you know, like, they want to immediately go into action mode of turning the tide. How do we do better? So, you know, keep that momentum up with the young kids. Yeah. Indigenous Voices podcast. Check it out. It's totally yeah. worth a listen. Yeah,
0: Felix Spinell, all his features at MyNorthwest.com.